0: What's up, Familia? Today we are recapping Episode 5 of Loki, which is called Journey Into Mystery. I'm joined today by Power of X-Men superstar Daryl, aka Madrox, who we've had previously on the show for Falcon the Winter Soldier coverage, and did an unboxing video of the 5-inch Toy Biz, Richter. He's also working on a special comic book project Details which are revealed in this episode, so make sure to hit him up when he gives us his deets in the end. Oh, and we're also doing a special Inferno Flippy Pillow giveaway, which is live right now on the Power of X Men Instagram. Please go check it out. And I'm so happy to introduce Cole L to the Power of X Men familia. Cole is someone I suspect is a variant of me from another timeline. We've become fast friends over the last few weeks because of our shared life experience, but most importantly for our love of Tom Taylor and indie comics. We're working on a top secret project, deeds of which will be revealed soon, as well as a Legend of Zelda episode for Power of X-Men. You're going to be blown away by how insanely articulate and charismatic Colel is. So without further ado, let's get to our episode with Matrox and Kolal.
1: Here we go. During the whole making of X-Men and the casting of X-Men, I was there in the production office. Remember,
0: you don't need to scream
2: for help when banshees are around.
0: Was it supposed to be Gene or was it supposed to be Madeline? I drew that image and a deliberate hint at things to come. What makes Marvel Legends so special?
1: Just the partnership with Marvel, you know, continuing to work with Jesse Falcon. This is your special guest host, Mr. Sinister. you know you would never put storm in a ponytail that would be weird but that would be weird (laughs) but giving it to gene kind of made her the girl next door that everybody could talk to
0: when i met stan he was
1: very gracious and 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 very kind
0: this is the power of x-men podcast i am your host day spring hope you survive the experience i am just so excited to finally be speaking about this episode with you guys. Uh, Listeners at home, you heard it in the introduction, but I am so glad to have two very special guests today. We have Madrox returning. And for the first time ever, we have (laughs) Kolal on the podcast. And Madrox, what's up?
1: Not much. I'm really excited to dig into this episode. I actually just watched it for the first time last night. So I'm a few days behind the curve, so I had to dodge some of those spoilers. Um, but it was so worth it to watch that episode and see what all the hubbub is about as we head into the final episode coming up
0: this week already. I'm so sorry that you've been trying to dodge spoilers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I saw something. I, I
1: saw there is some shit about hand biting, and I'm like, I can't. I can't. Look <laughs> then I will go down the rabbit hole.
0: Well, you know... I- I don't know if you feel this way too, call out like spoilers are just there now. And I don't really mind spoilers I really don't. But like, I just wake up, I put open up my phone and there's like the bomb of the episode. And I'm just like, could
2: you not, could you have just waited till the end of the day? You know? Yeah. I mean, I remember uh, last week when X factor came out and Marvel uh, showed the end of it, basically just spoiled it. I'm like, At least wait. I mean, they did it in the afternoon. I mean, this is totally unrelated to Loki, but I remember when they did that and I was like, really? I didn't even have a chance to read it yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's... it's, uh, I remember, like, having a conversation with Calvin from from The Ashes and he was saying that, like, oh, we should just avoid, you know, the books on Wednesday, everything, and when is an appropriate time to post something like The Pretender's Death because, like, people come to these communities looking for news. And I was like, well, I mean, I don't mind posting like an image from the comic that's non-spoilery or something we already kind of knew was going to happen, but I wouldn't post the ending. But then literally what you just said to Kolau, like that afternoon, M- Mark Brooks for- released the variant cover, Unknown Comics revealed their variant cover. And then, I'm sorry, Mark Brooks did the Trial of Magneto cover with the right. Magdalena uh, look. And then Marvel tweets it like the ending they're like scarlet witch is dead now what i'm like okay so i don't even know when the appropriate time is anymore you know and
2: i think marvel's just gonna kill off characters that are coming out with movies now (laughs) i think because i mean wandavision kills scarlet witch um they're doing they're gonna do like a death of dr strange coming up with dr strange coming out soon and um they haven't announced if spider-man's gonna die but he doesn't look too good in the new series it's going to be continuing after spencer leaves and so i guess it's just a new marketing thing
1: well i mean it's not even a new marketing thing it's an old marketing thing um
0: star lord and guardians of the galaxy sorry to cut you off
1: yeah and we've all read i mean even if we aren't super old we've all read older comics that were coming out before we were even around where you're like oh oh that person's dead and then magically you're reading something from 15 years later and oh, they're back alive. So it's totally a marketing ploy. They are doing oh, it. Oh
2: yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Um, and that reaction, I don't know if you listen to our friends on the x Wave podcast, but poor Alicia.
2: Oh yeah. So
1: shout out to Alicia. I love you, Alicia. I'm pissed the entire day. <laughs> um, I
0: think we totally feel her. I know. God, I love Alicia and Justin so much. Um, yeah, it's, they did it with Captain America. They did old man, Steve Rogers, uh, Rogers, excuse me. And then they did it with Thor with, with us getting, um, Jane Foster Thor. I thought some of it was like really great and iconic and it landed well, but it is a curious marketing technique that as these characters are becoming more famous in the movies or in this case, the Disney plus shows, they eventually, uh, they die when they're, when, when they're at the height of that media popular popularity. So I don't know if it's, Deliberate, coincidental. I trust Kevin Feige. Maybe he knows what he's doing. Oh,
2: he's he, I like he's like a god to me.
0: <laughs> I was just watching an interview with him just now, and he was talking about Loki and how the Timekeepers was a pipe dream. For them and this was something they were talking about 20 years ago how can they incorporate the timekeepers because they were just so fascinated with them but but wait before we get into the episode right. this is why every power of x-men episodes like three hours long because i don't stick to an outline <laughs> um madrox we have some exciting news we do we do uh, do you want to do you want to go first with it
1: i don't well let's the concept of this exciting news is a giveaway but yes. It's the best giveaway, I think, that we can push out possibly with our powers combined. So,
0: Oh my god, I love that Captain Planet reference.
1: So we are giving away something that you will talk about, but I have the accessory. And I think the accessory really makes the experience... And it's something that people can use moving forward. And it's something I totally found because of Reddit. Reddit can be a cesspool. But someone was asking, well, how do you read comics? And someone mentioned this product. So I got one. And I thought it was awesome. And I knew I was coming on this episode. So I actually reached out to the company, which is cool because it's a woman-owned company. They uh, create their own products. They're entrepreneurs. And it's called a Flippy. It's actually a tablet pillow. I use it for those gigantic omnibuses because who wants to hold a 1200 page thing in their lap and try to read it. Okay. Um, and um, the great thing about this, and I'm not an engineer and I i really don't like math, but now I believe <laughs> um, that it has three different angles. So you can utilize different sides. It's called the flippy. You can flip it. Um, so I use one angle if I'm reading in bed versus sitting on the couch and being lazy. And not wanting to manage a book. Um, so, the company is going to give one lucky winner their choice of product and pattern in terms of the fabric covering on it. So, I have a really neutral one, but they have really cool patterns and fabrics that they use. And as someone who quilts and things like that, I'm always after interesting fabrics. You quilt? I didn't know that. Yeah, I have a Marvel quilt. I'll post it. <laughs> I got it, and it is made up of um, over twelve hundred little tiny squares that I sewed together. But anyway, <laughs> um, my part of the giveaway is working with the phenomenal people at Flippy to make sure that someone is getting this to experience it and love it the way I do. I use it every single day when I'm reading comics, and it's super convenient. You can also put it like on your counter if you're cooking. Um, or something like that to put your tablet on so you can watch something on it. So, uh, uh, something I also do. I need to watch X-Men the Animated Series if I'm baking for a while in the kitchen, have a marathon. So,
0: yes. Yeah. I. So, you sent me one uh, through Flippy and I've been using it so much, especially like when my hands are like full of, I, I have to manually feed my dog. And so I just have it right there on my table and I have like something plain in the background on it. It reminds me of like the first generation iPads with the iPad case that you can like fold it over. It's like a pyramid and you can put it there, which I have not had a cover like that since I don't have an iPad anymore. I have a, I have a Kindle and, and obviously physical copies of books, but um, it was so convenient, especially the other day when I was like, really hungover, and I just wanted to sit at my... T- There's an ongoing theme here in my life, but where I just wanted to, like, read a comic book and not have to hold it, because some of these bitches are heavy. Oh, they, they are. are. Like, Look at, like, the Ten of Swords, like, hardcover. That's, like, it's insane. And I, I just got the Marvel Universe Guide, like, Omnibus. After I told you, Madrox, I'm like, I don't really like Omnibuses, and here we are. Like, me being yeah. a hypocrite. But, um, I... I just loved it. Thank you so much. I'm so proud to be able to host this giveaway. My end of the giveaway is something that's related to our Mutant Menace book club because we are reading Inferno and it is a lofty and very expensive read. <laughs> and I felt so guilty like telling people, this is like what we're going to read. And it's like a bazillion chapters. And some of the trades are hard to come by. And then once you get the trades, they're like $30. So I got a milestone edition X-Men Inferno trade paperback. And we're going to pair it with the Flippy. And it's everything we're going to be discussing in book club and more. And I think it's going to be the perfect pair with the Flippy. Yeah.
1: I think that this is, I'm that, like,
0: yes,
2: to- talking
1: uh, about it, I hope that people are, Really excited about the Mutant Menace Book Club. I love what you're doing, Paul. Dayspring. In terms of uh, making this more accessible because nothing is harder than wanting to participate and maybe you just don't have the scratch to spend. No, Um, it's expensive. It's super expensive. It can be an expensive hobby. and It really is, yeah. If people aren't signed up for the mailing list, do so. You can get the resources that Dayspring sends out If you don't have the ability to actually read it, there are other resources that you can hit up so you can be in the know or just roll into book club, chat with us. Like we can fill you in and we basically just dish on the best and the worst that we're reading. in any
0: sort of event so oh my god you're officially hired as the power of x-men publicist just yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: it we don't want it to be exclusive it's totally inclusive and i've been at every single book club since it started and it's a lot of
0: well there's so many people who dm and they're like i haven't read this but i want to like show up in kiki or like i don't have the scratch for to burn on on this trade And that's the entire point of book club. I've I've said this before countless times. It is like walking into a comic book store in 1993 and you're just at the counter. You have no idea what the fuck anyone's talking about, but you're like, damn, that sounds so cool. I want to be part of this conversation. I want to learn more. And you just ask questions and stuff like that. And we have fun. And I think this one in particular, we're going to have some extra people who haven't normally been on it. So um, more on that. And then I'm excited for the next book club. I'm not going to put that one to vote, but we are going to pair with another podcast and we're going to try to do like a mutual book club and we're going to promote a certain story that we recorded an episode with uh, a while ago (laughs) that (laughs) needs to eventually air, but I'm really excited. Uh, And Madrox, we hung out recently in New York I had so it was much so fun. much
1: fun. You got to meet my partner Philip, uh, and you did an incredible job of touring us around and having us hit up some really cool comic spots.
2: Cole, have you ever been to New York? I've been to New York City. This is a long time ago, like my freshman year of high school for like a school trip, okay. but I haven't. So I haven't really, really been to New York, like as an adult, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's... Daryl, was this your first time in a while that you were... I'm sorry, mad jokes. Was this your first time in a while?
1: (laughs) It was. I was there for a short trip the fall before COVID. I went out there with one of my friends, and she had a work reason, and I was tagging along. Oh, I remember you said this. um, We didn't have a whole lot of free time that time. So it was great to have a few extra days in the very hot city, which ties into Inferno, because... (laughs) hot as hell
0: you're so great at plugging everything i gotta get better with my puns i'm just like Uh, no i had so much fun i was so excited i was so giddy we we met up we were going to midtown comics it was closed because they didn't open till noon and then i was like oh what do we do and we walked around and we found an applebee's (laughs) we went to applebee's iconic
1: iconic and we even rolled in and we had asked is your bar open
0: yet? Yeah, is your bar open? And like, they didn't know. I was like, no. Um, but then we also went to Forbidden Planet downtown. And then we got drinks at Rosa Americana on, in, in Union Square. And we just like talked for hours. And it was just so great. I was so happy to finally meet you. I I'm upset that you're not in the same city.
1: I know. I mean, well, maybe I'm
0: upset that I'm not in your city because you have two acres of land. (laughs) So (laughs) so if anyone's going to be wishing to go anywhere.
1: And um, there's a lot of tequila consumed during (laughs) that. Oh, Oh. good drinks Um, and good chaps.
0: Uh, It was incredible. And uh, just to plug our upcoming episode that we're going to be recording, it's going to be the John Byrne Alpha Flight, which I have not read and you are a huge fan of, and we're going to dive deep into it.
1: Yeah, we're turning the tables. Normally, I'm the one who needs to beef up some of my knowledge, and that's why I come to Book Club and why I listen to the podcast every single week. It's filling in the gaps in knowledge. So now I get to pay it back and help you understand the greatness that is the John Byrne Alpha Flight run.
0: I absolutely cannot wait to dive in. I did re- I have been reading John Byrne's She-Hulk and I need a lot of McDonald's and marijuana to get through it because <laughs> it is so bad, <laughs> that first issue. And I love that era of She-Hulk. I love the art, like yes. it's not a jab at all on the character because I love her, but it's it's a weird read. And maybe that maybe that can be another collab we do. Yeah, um, I think I when like... we get
1: closer to the series, let's dive into some of that She-Hulk lore in terms of comics. And we could do a preview. We can fully put on clown makeup before <laughs> that series comes out and say, I think they're gonna do this. And we will be 110% wrong on everything. And it'll be fantastic. And it'll be out there for the world to listen to for all eternity.
0: You know, I had I had theories going into Black Widow and I was like, I'm not gonna be a clown. But here I am being a clown during the theater. And like, I I was so off on everything.
2: But um, there's nothing wrong with being a clown. I mean, sometimes it's just fun to come up with the craziest shit you can think of.
0: Oh, well, like I don't know, like maybe Evan Peters Quicksilver is actually from the Days of Future Past timeline, and Wanda would read his mind and figure out that there's this whole other multiverse with people like her, and she's going to create them instead of destroy them in the MCU. Yeah, no, that would have been pretty <laughs> cool. Sorry. <laughs> that, sorry, that was my clown makeup.
1: Would have been better than Ralph Boner.
0: Uh anything's better than Ralph Boner, but Boner, Boner, but <laughs> Colal, yeah. Welcome.
2: I'm so happy to be here, finally.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy to have you on here. We are relatively new friends, um, but we bonded very quickly because we have a lot of similar uh, life experiences, and that's sort of the conduit of how we start talking.
2: Yeah, it's totally like what we've been probably talking for just a few weeks now or so, and like. We've just like really gotten to like some of our personal experiences. We're like, oh my God, I've been through that same thing. Or like, oh, I'm going through that right now and everything. I'm just like, like am I you? Are you me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was really insane. And um, you're going to be in an upcoming episode for Power of X-Men uh, where we're going to talk about Zelda with the release of Skyward Sword and, yes. it, and how we can draw parallels with X-Men.
2: Yes, I'm very much looking forward to that, along with the game coming out too, even though, I don't know, Skyward Sword may not be the best. I still enjoyed it though. I did beat that game 100% three times. But yes, I'm very much looking to uh, do parallels with Ze- uh, Zelda on X-Men because I've never really done that before. Like with Because the, they're two different franchises, obviously, but I bet it's going to be fun. <laughs> Madrox, do you play Zelda? No.
1: I was thinking about something else. It sounds like... You two are variants of the same person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's um yeah, probably a variant. You know, like I'm like your older brother variant. There. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> We're just waiting for the TVA to come and take one of us. Oh my god, man,
0: I would go happily go like ugh, get me a vacay from this reality.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm right there with you, man.
0: But actually maybe I don't know. I kinda like I don't know. I've been really happy recently. I, I I make no secret of it that the pandemic hit me hard emotionally Same. and I could not die. I mean, that's why there is a podcast, you know, <laughs> and a power of X-Men community. And it's, it's because 2020, even early 2021 up until like March, like everything was very bleak and I work in live entertainment And it was just really scary. Sorry, I brought the mood down.
1: Oh, oh, it's fine. Um, I'm there with you. I work in the museum industry. Same thing. Things just kind of stopped and you figured out what else you could do. So, um, and shout out to you, Dayspring, for boosting one of my posts. I actually got professional development money to draw correlations between where I work and comics. So... That's another exciting project that I'm digging into. So, if you want awesome. details, hit me up. My details will be at the end of this episode. For you. <laughs> did you get, go get some me. good DMs? I did. I got a lead on something I didn't even know about, which was DC's Animal Man, which was written by um, Grant Morrison. Yeah. Yeah. It was a total blind spot to me. In I'm very much a Marvel person and not DC. And I read the descriptions and it seems like such an interesting series. So that's it's great. one of the great tips multiple people gave to me. So shout out to those people who are looking out for my best interests, so I can read some really cool stuff I've never heard about
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, work on this project.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. And speaking of projects, Colal and I have something in the works. I don't know if you want to tease it, Colal, but we're still figuring it out.
2: Some amazing things are coming <laughs> coming down to the universe.
0: <laughs> yeah, You're we're, we're going to be imbued with power. Yes. Fanboys <laughs> with all the power. But no, thank you guys so much for making the time here. And of course, we're already almost like 40 minutes in. And we haven't even gotten into Loki. But um, since I have both of you here, and obviously we've spoken about Loki, uh, one-on-one, but I want to hear you guys and, and your thoughts, but how would you rank Loki against the other Disney plus series? So we got WandaVision Falcon, the winter soldier and Loki. How, what would you, how would you rank them? If you want to kick us off, Kolo.
2: I think I, when I, when Loki first started, I'm like, okay, I'm going to absolutely look like, this is probably my most favorite one out of the three so far. But as it's going on, I would say it would probably have to be WandaVision. And I think the reason being with WandaVision is because it, I would say, yeah, I would say WandaVision's first because when it started, it was such, it was a bold move for Marvel, I think. And it landed perfectly, I thought. I mean, for their two first episodes to just basically be sitcoms from years ago was brilliant and and i thought it worked to be honest with you it worked so well i agree yeah and then um the second one would be loki and the reason with and with loki i the reason i immediately fell in love with it is because of that pilot episode and i think it like totally laid lay down all the groundwork like just perfectly and you didn't and i feel like you didn't have to watch like the previous movies to 100 percent understand like i mean this is Loki from 2012, uh, 2012's Avengers, and he's been taken from the TVA, and now you're getting to learn who the TVA is. And plus, they were talking about uh, multiverse stuff, and uh, I eat that stuff up, man.
0: <laughs> Same. So then your third would be Falcon the Winter Soldier.
2: Yeah, and there's no flack on uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. I thought it was a great show as well. I just I think it was not too normal i guess um, it was the safest one yeah and i think that's why they originally were going to leave with that before mm-hmm. uh the pandemic hit and everything which it totally makes sense and it was a fun action-packed series and i think uh the dynamic between and the chemistry between falcon and uh bucky was just spot on
0: oh my god it was the, the, their chemistry like it just popped out of the page or oh, screen
2: well yeah and i've never really seen that before it was just it was beautiful and i thought um uh anthony Mackey did so well
0: oh as, i agree uh, our cap dan Wilson. Uh, and i'm plus, so that happy is beautiful <laughs> i agree i love the suit the reveal at the end with the suit
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah uh madrox what about you how do you rank the disney plus Series, series, sure. Um <laughs>
1: First, I have a bit of a cop out, uh, but I have I have context to back it up, and it, it, bring it. It's connected to the Disney investor call that was when was it November? I think it was when they rolled out like all of the news of everything that they own because they own like half the entertainment industry. <laughs> yeah, it's like when it's they really announce identif- all their shows. Yes. Yeah, I,
2: I remember when that happened, because I think that's when they also announced Fantastic Four's the, yes. movie. I cried yep. because I was so happy. <laughs> oh, I know.
1: Uh, and I get—I will touch on that in two seconds. <laughs> I never thought, um, or I will lose it. So <laughs> it's not apparent with when they announced the Marvel shows, but when they announced the Star Wars shows, which are rolling out en masse next year you can tell that there is a show for each interest. So Mm -hmm. there is um, a different genre represented by each of those shows they announced. There's a spy one. There is an action-packed one. There's one that's probably based more on emotions and relationships. And what we're seeing with the Marvel shows currently is that these are genre shows and there are different strengths to all of them. My favorite is probably Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It was my wheelhouse. I loved how cinematic some of those action sequences were. You could imagine yourself sitting in a theater and watching
2: some of that. I agree. I mean, I watched all that on my MacBook while I was in college, and it was still just, I was starstruck.
1: It popped off the screen. And I've always loved Captain America, and um, getting to see Falcon... Become Captain America, and just like you said, Day Spring. The relationship between he and Bucky was just amazing. They, they have it. They have quote it. Yeah, it really drew me in. I could not wait for every episode. Um, then I would probably go WandaVision. WandaVision was so different. They flipped the script on that show. They decided to do something in terms of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, very avant-garde. So Mm -hmm. they created an art piece out of storylines that some of us were familiar with already. And they did it in such a way that we were all still surprised at how it turned out and what they would reveal every episode. Loki, I feel, will need to grow on me a little (gasps) bit more.
2: Really? Wearing a Loki shirt.
1: I, I know. <laughs> look. It's more oh, satisfied, Loki. Uh, Shout out to J.C. Penny for having this in stock. On clearance. <laughs> department stores may be dying, so support your local department store.
0: Um, womp womp. Wow. I think this shirt is from J.C. Penny or something. I don't remember. I saw it somewhere online, and like no, it's from Kohl's. Is that okay. what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Kohl's. I, did, I had Burdines growing up. That's I, I'm a Florida boy, so it was Burdines. So I don't know all... I, di- I didn't know Dillard's or or Kohl's. Oh. I had JCPenney and I had Macy's too, but that's it.
1: And in the Midwest, we had... Well, especially in Minnesota, we had Dayton's, which was then bought out by Marshall Field. Like, yeah. don't do it. Um, <laughs> Keep, on track, man,
0: feeling, Keep on track, man. You're supposed to be a the good one here.
1: So many feelings on department stores. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so, I think Loki podcast like,
0: spinoff coming
2: soon, <laughs> right? Department stores and me. Uh, I was going to put in little teases of department store stuff. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. We are actually Claremonting right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Loki is really good, but it's so different. Um, it's not my real house in terms of the story structure and the elements within it. I really do enjoy the characters, I enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm. Feels very compact to me, like there's a lot of stuff that they could possibly explore and they squished it, so I I will come around, I want to see how it ends, and I've been reading articles because the internet is obviously very opinionated on all of these shows and some people are saying they've never really paid off a finale for any of the three, that it's just been sort of, eh, I don't necessarily agree with that but I want to see how Loki ends up before making a final judgment call on it. And also, back to Fantastic Four, they're going to do it right this time. I have complete faith they will do it right. And Philip, my partner, and I recently watched the first Fantastic Four movie, which is really just good for eye candy. Chris I- Evans oh, yeah. in a towel
0: for a while <laughs> and up. Yeah. It's a be- the the people on there are beautiful. I mean Jessica Alba, well, Chris Evans. Well,
2: I mean they uh advertised Jessica Alba the entire time when that movie was being advertised. I remember Yeah. yeah. I
0: I was working at Wizard when they were doing Rise of the Silver Surfer. And we were on a call with Jessica Alba, if I remember correctly, or someone in the office may have been interviewing her and just had the, you know, the phone on speaker as he was taking out notes. But she just sounded so, like, ethereal and magical on that call and, like, just talking about, like, the Silver Surfer. And it, w- it was pretty funny. But um, I loved those first two movies. And I didn't even – I think I saw the, the reboot – a couple of years ago. I've only seen it once. I remember thinking, I didn't think it was as bad as people said it was, but it wasn't, Same. it wasn't the right positioning. So I, as, I don't
1: know. As you said, it was safe. Yeah. And I think
2: when it comes to Marvel movies, we don't expect safe. We expect. Anymore. I don't think we do. Cause I mean, we've been so blown away with yeah. like so many different ways. I mean, even just WandaVision, like we just said, like, that's not safe at all. That's experimental and it's fun stuff and it works. (laughs) So
0: WandaVision for me was, is the best one. I I love WandaVision and I agree with what you were saying, Madrox, that there were, there have been some conversations there that the endings to some of these shows haven't stuck. I've said this before, I keep saying it. I do think these shows are skippable from a, you know, if you're only following the movies. And I think Kevin Feige has said like, you don't have to be watching the Disney Plus shows in order to understand the movies. But then in the same breath, he will say, uh, there are no Disney Plus shows, there are no movies. It's just one shared universe now. And there are different corners and different pockets, and that's how we're going to explore them, fine, whatever. I thought WandaVision is a great character story. It resonated with me. It came to me at the right time in my life. I cried like a baby. And (laughs) pre-pandemia, I did not cry at anything. I was renowned for being a hard ass. And now I'm like crying (laughs) as she's saying goodbye to Vision. Um, I really liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I thought the messaging was the most important for it. I think we talked about uh, it on the show, you know, quite a bit. And it's, I think it's a a theme that no one will dispute systemic racism and trauma. And those were important points for, for Marvel to talk about. I think they were a little late to the party, to be honest with, with some of the, that stuff, but at the same time, they never had the venue to really explore it. So, you know, I'm glad they did that, but, I do like Loki number two only because I like those uh, sci-fi fantasy elements of uh, time travel and like what you were saying, Colel. I just eat anything about the multiverse up. I love it. I'm so naturally curious when I have any like feverish dreams. And I think Mm -hmm. I'm like beyond time and space. I always picture myself in this like very like 70s deco analog uh, field and and so again, the the vibe for Loki just speaks a little bit more personally to me. And and Loki's not a character I like in general. I mean, it's not that I dislike him or anything, but it was a character even when he was in the MCU like movies. It just never was my favorite one to watch on screen. And now
2: I'm enjoying it quite a bit. That's how I was too. Like I never really cared for him, and um, with him being a villain in the Avengers, to be honest with you, like I wasn't. I was just. I guess I, with like gods and all that stuff, I've never been like too caught up with it. I haven't read like a lot of Thor comics and I didn't start reading anything with Loki in it until just like a few months ago. Um, Have you read
1: Loki agent of Asgard? Yeah, I got it right here. Yes. I actually read that flying out to New York a few weeks ago for the first time. And It was so much fun. And I am someone who enjoys Loki as a
0: character. Thor See him on your shelf. Yeah. It's right there. You got the legends right there. Right there. There Oh, you got him there too. Oh. Yeah. Oh, look at those variants.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Um, There's no alligator up there yet. Um, Oh my God.
2: Those are going to sell like hotcakes now. (laughs) Oh, those Funko Pops that they revealed. Yeah, they those were great. <laughs> so good. I didn't see them. Hang on, as you yes, are talking, they're
0: releasing
1: them, and they don't have a boastful Loki yet. But that's because Marvel did not even give them the character character specs until this episode aired. So
0: interesting.
1: Yeah. So if you look at Funko's feeds and everything, they are releasing, I think, at the end of this month. So they've known about this for a while. And I think Alligator Loki is a hot topic exclusive. If I'm
0: remembering, correctly. I oh my god, he looks adorable. I want him so bad. Right, Mr. Scott Free calls him Florida Loki, and I that's <laughs> hysterical. That's everything I want. It's true. Yeah,
2: he's I th- not wrong.
0: I think Florida Loki, aka Alligator Loki, really shined in this episode. I, as someone who grew up around alligators and crocodiles. Um I really enjoyed it. Although I still have trouble knowing the difference between them. <laughs> but um I Alligator Loki I thought was absolutely adorable. Um so wait let, let me ask in this episode do we think where so so our Loki got pruned in the last episode and he ends up in this world where it seems like it's an amalgamation of where things that are pruned go they're at the end of time um do we think this is like a hint towards something bigger, like Battle World. Because my theory, and here's my clown makeup, <laughs> um, I think the next big crossover is going to be the Road to Secret Wars. I think I'm right there with we're going you. there,
1: so I have a question for you. Obviously, we had Infinity War, and that was after three phases. Yeah, you think they're going to build that up through more than one phase of the yeah.
0: MCU? I do. I think it's, I think, I think it will be the new end game. I think 15 years from now, we're going to have battle world and a huge
2: X-Men fantastic Four, everyone coming together and it's going to explode. I think that too. I've been saying this to my brother constantly like secret war, like Jonathan Hickman secret war, right? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, or they can
0: do. They can do the original one too, they or can that do one. Too, baby one. Be, they
2: can do a baby one and then that, lead to the bigger one. Yeah, but um, I I love uh, Hickman's Secret Wars. It's probably one of my. It's probably is like one of my all time favorite events to ever be published. I just love it, and I, I think it'd be, it'd be just the perfect thing for Marvel to do. I think. Um, and what I think would be really cool. Is if they do like a big Secret Wars movie, and then maybe do like Disney Plus shows as like the spinoffs, kind of like what they did with the comics and stuff. Like how each like little world had like yeah. a four issue, six issue miniseries. That is
0: genius.
2: You That's need to amazing. call
0: Kevin Foggy up right now <laughs>
2: and, and that,
0: have him give you a job.
1: <laughs> that was the first event I ever read when I got back into comics. That's Thank right, you.
0: and you just told me that on our on our in person hangout.
1: Yeah, and it, it's so good. There are so many different ways. Um, my clown makeup, I would love them to do Secret Wars and bring in the cast from the old X-Men movies and their new cast for the Disney cast <laughs> and have them battle it out and end the Fox line, sort of like the Ultimates line.
2: Um, yeah, that be kind of cool. This for like, oh, Hugh seen, Jackman's like- back. Oh, he's gone now. I'm sorry. So, There's been teases with Hugh Jackman, which I don't know what any of that is. It's so
0: for people at home who probably don't know, Hugh Jackman Instagrammed a photo of him and Kevin Feige, and then he had re-grammed Boss Logic, who had the claws popping out. So it was kind of like back to back. You know, it's it's funny. Like, we don't get a lot of hate in the Power of X-Men community, but that, that post that I, I showcased it for... Um, a lot of people are like, "You're overreading into things," or it's like, "No, we're not." Like, <laughs> they're putting like they're they're putting a vibe out there. Is he coming back as Logan? Maybe not. You know, he could be coming in as something else altogether. Fine, sure, but um, I think we are going to see a variant of Hugh Jackman's Wolverine somewhere. And look, the only way they could end the Fox X-Men for me is if Famke comes in in a white. Phoenix outfit and burns everything to white hot. And that's it. That is how they need to end the Fox. That's the only way I will accept it. What about James Marsden? Oh, poor giant James. He needs to be redeemed as
1: Cyclops. That poor man just had shit for writing a Cyclops.
0: He was also a baby. He was like a teen star when, when, when like the X-Men movies were at their height and, and, you know, he was never going to overshadow, uh, Hugh Jackman, sadly. But like I hope they they take care of Cyclops in the MCU because as we've seen, it doesn't matter who your character is, as long as you cast the right actor for that role and you put the positioning there, people are gonna be excited, especially if it's comic book accurate.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: easily. And what who is Ty Sheridan in the prequels? In the he was poor Man, just again it's the same mistake they did with James like you need to make Cyclops a leader same with Storm by the way they totally always get Storm wrong I don't know why she's probably your most fun character on screen she's so iconic I don't know why they keep messing her up in the movies
1: yeah and for me as a fan Storm would be so easy to write yeah. it's they really... And fun, I think. Yes. It'd be like, I would have a great time. <laughs> they make her take a backseat, and I don't understand why, because she led the team for so long and so well. Yeah. And she is the character that has empathy.
2: Mm-hmm. And her role right now in the comics is superb. It, I, uh, uh, when they Regen reveal that? Soul. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is so great. Like I knew they were good. It was great. I don't
0: like. I I I did not see it coming. I'm so excited for it. I don't know how that works in terms of like the government, (laughs) like acknowledging that we just appointed this uh, Crocoan as (laughs) as our sole regent and she can speak on our behalf if there's a galactic invasion. I don't. That seems a little out there for me like i want to see some kind of democracy at work here but i I can suspend that if they just give a meeting of like all the world leaders being like okay storm you are the sole regent it's verified and boom that's it like i'm excited (laughs) for it i think it makes sense for i mean how could she not be who else could you have in that role
1: i don't know can't think of someone who would be able to be slotted into that role and not have a massive uprising about. Yeah. She's not a polarizing character. I, if anyone says they don't like Storm, I don't like them. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I mean, Storm is just like, I agree. She's not a polarizing character. She's beloved. She's iconic. Her powers are great. Uh, But speaking of polarizing characters, uh, who have been your favorite characters on Loki?
2: I would say my favorite one. I love. Um, what's uh, B fifteen? That hunter. Mm, yes. I, I like her. She's. I like how. Uh, I, I I really like her, and I'm surprised. Like she went to Sylvie in the. I think that was last episode, and just yep. um, brought her back to the uh, to that mall and said basically just show me basically, and. Yeah, I like her. And especially what she said about um, Sylvie needs to know who's behind TVA and everything. I just, yeah, it's great.
0: <laughs> I don't know how I felt about that scene in particular. I definitely loved it. And I love the actress and I love, you know, what she brought to that. But I remember thinking, like, I want to see her life like the camera's lingering on her and she's experiencing those emotions good for her. And I mm-hmm. thought again the acting was superb, but I was like give me a flash
2: or something. But um I kind of like the mystery behind that though. Not cuz we do cuz like we don't need to watch what her life was. Like just looking at her face and like her just getting so emotional, I think that's just enough. I think that's kind of like where it's all at and stuff. Like almost see like her character you like Like, imagine, like, not knowing and then, like, not knowing that you're from somewhere and then all of a sudden you're being told your whole life hasn't been what you once thought it was. And then you find out the truth. And, like, I think just seeing that face just is all you need to sell it.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, that's a very fair uh, counterpoint there. I agree. I mean, it's you're also showcasing an actress's ability to (laughs) have that breakdown on screen. And that was really well done. Madrox, how about you?
1: I really like Bobius. I think... Oh, it's Owen Wilson, of course. <laughs> it, uh, it's Owen Wilson, absolutely. <laughs> wow. He, that character adds something sympathetic, I think, to the story, that he is an unwilling and unknowing victim of whatever the TVA has done. And we're sort of experiencing the story through his arc. So Loki has his own arc. It's hard to see ourselves in Loki. Loki is a god. Mm -hmm. We've known Loki for a while. Loki has been a shit for most of the time we've (laughs) known him. But Mobius, he was just doing his job. And this character came along and exposed something humongous that his life that he knew is a total lie that he is actually something that he was actively working to prune and he had another life and he doesn't know what it may be. We don't know either. We can put ourselves in his shoes and think, wow, if I'm living in some sort of alternate reality and I'm doing my nine to five and someone comes along and says, oh no, you have no idea who or what you are and here's why. We can see ourselves and how we would react in that same situation. So I really like him. I loved him rolling up in the pizza station wagon. Remind me of the pizza place from Pixar movies. Yes. Yes. He definitely has Buzz Lightyear in the back. um, We're here for the journey with him.
0: Yeah, do you think he is a variant of probably an established character? Because my theory is he's going to be a variant of Thor.
2: Ooh, that I like that actually. That's like maybe Donald variant. Blake. Oh yeah, that'd be really cool. I forgot about Donald Blake. <laughs> Everyone has. <laughs> yeah. He was. I think he was recently in Thor. I think he was.
1: There yeah. is a really good arc involving Donald Blake in the current Thor.
0: I love the current Thor comic. I think I was speaking about it with Squire a couple episodes ago. And I, I've i read like the first four or five issues and yeah, I enjoyed I it the first so time. much. But I haven't oh, was I, I I haven't gone back to it. I, I think it's delayed or it's on a pause or something's going on with it. I think a it's, new
2: issue is coming out this week. I it, it is. It
1: and they released an issue probably like three weeks ago. It's been slower. So I okay. think that um who knows i mean it's the comics industry it could have been the art the script who knows yeah, but anything. it was releasing very slowly for a while well,
2: yeah and i'm very surprised too because i know that series was or at least when it started it was selling really well at least a local comic book, well not local for me it's about an hour away but whenever i would try to get a physical copy when i first started collecting well not collecting but just buying single issues i kind of just do digital now they never had any issue oh no it was really surprising i forgot
1: it it was one of the earlier issues it was like issue three or four where i had to wait at my local comic shop and it was on my list they had to wait for a reprint and they've actually had to reprint a lot of the issues so it it's a hot selling thing especially that first arc people were oh yeah very into it
2: so
0: yeah
2: um kate's is Doing great right now, Donny Cates.
1: On mm-hmm.
0: um, Mobius, i I think the character has been so great for the series. And the other thing I think why we really like him as well, he's very he's smart. You know what I mean? Like that interrogation scene, like the buildup with that was brilliant. Like you can see him looking. At Loki, how he looks at Sylvie, and then using that against him during the interrogation scene. And it, it's just a smartly written character. And it's a character who you're rooting for. And Kevin Feige was just saying it right now that like people are asking, where's Mobius? Where's Agatha Harkness? Where are they going to pop up again? And
2: boom, they did their magic again.
0: And of course, it's Owen
2: Wilson. Oh, yeah.
0: I- like, we all love Owen Wilson.
2: Yeah, he's doing great in that role too. And I think that's almost like where the real relationship is within this series between Loki and Mobius. And I I love their relationship together. I think it's great. <laughs> it is. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful relationship. Like when they hugged at the end of that episode, oh. I was I literally had a cheer, I had a tear. <laughs> Um, Before we get into the episode, I want to
0: ask you fellas some more questions and sort of your thoughts on the MCU. Obviously, we just had Black Widow that released uh, this weekend. No spoilers uh, for this episode. But what what do you guys feel about the MCU now? I mean, we're already in phase
2: four. I think they're in a pretty good spot, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, if anything, we're just getting nonstop magic. (laughs) I mean, we had WandaVision that came out once a week starting in January, I think. And then right after that was Falcon Winter Soldier. And Yeah, uh,
0: WandaVision was January.
2: Yeah. Guys, January then, 2021 was a very different world. It was. <laughs> yeah, please don't remind me. <laughs> uh, um, and then uh, I think we just had a little break then Loki and now we have... Black Widow's out right now and then we just have like, I think they're it's almost like they're catching up because of the pandemic, but I think they're in a pretty good spot, to be honest with you. People are watching these shows nonstop and everyone's excited for these movies like Shang-Chi. I'm absolutely ecstatic for every time I see a trailer um, or watch the same trailer over and over again. I'm just like, yes. I can't wait. Especially What If also got announced this week. That And anim- I know the animation and uh, I've heard, I don't know if it's true, but just seeing like what some of these stories might be, I'm like, this is gonna be fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm so excited for Shang-Chi as well. And I've never read any of the comics, but seeing that trailer pumps me up so much. <laughs> and I want to learn about him. That's what I love about comics. There's always more to learn. So I wanna see his story. And how it plays in because you know they always build off of stuff. So I really am excited for that. Eternals. I'm pumped for Eternals. I I'm,
2: am not. I know you're not. And I don't. I don't know anything. I've tried. I don't to know play. anything
0: about them either. Yeah,
2: it's. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'm just being a crazy X stand right now.
1: <laughs> and I want to see how they're spinning it because Eternals are fucking old. Like they've been around forever. And if you've yeah. read. Some of their comics, it it's very odd. I mean, um, I really appreciate what Kirby did when he came back to Marvel and created them in the 70s. It's something totally off the wall. But when you're talking about all-powerful characters that have been around forever, what role does that play in the larger universe? Is this going to be sort of dipping the toes in the water to see if it's the same sort of reaction as Thor got or maybe it's a one-off and we never hear from them again. Who knows?
0: Well, here's my thing. I, the, the thing about Eternals that I feel that I'm just getting the vibe of was that it was in development, you know, before the Fox Disney deal and humans blew up in their face and they oh, need sort of hit
2: that the fan. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that fucking, and I'm glad it did. Fuck the inhumans. <laughs> and I I feel like the Eternals was supposed to be the successor to the X-Men in the MCU, but Oh, Disney was able to buy Fox. So here we go. And it, I, at this point, like, look, I saw the trailer. It looks great. I'm going to watch it. Like, I'm not oh, going to be yeah. a hate, like yeah. it's, it's Marvel. It's great. But like, <laughs> I'm just thinking about it from like a practical standpoint, like what, what, what are they bringing to the MCU that the X-Men aren't already going to bring and everything that comes out now with the exception of like Shang Chi or Fantastic Four, obviously, it, it's just a hurdle until we get to the X Men. Like, I just want the X Men already in the mutants. However, they address it, I just want them in the MCU now. And I think yeah. we've been getting that energy. I said this the other day on Instagram. The Brujeria like is working because like Kevin Feige like has all of that X Men energy around him. And I think well, he we'll, was in
2: Hellfire Gala.
0: Yeah. I thought that was a nice nod from Marvel to the fans being like, hang tight, it's happening.
1: Yeah, and looking at the release schedule, I think they would have held pretty close to the releases and how frequent we're getting them. It's a bit more compacted because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they're pretty much known for pounding out at least three movies a year at this point.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have the yeah. late
1: winter one. You have the summer one, and you have the November one. Mm -hmm. Just looking at the wealth of movies that we are facing, they already had a lot of the stuff in the can. So this has given them extra time that hopefully they've put towards figuring out how we are going to execute some of these things so right that the fan community is going to go absolutely bonkers over Fantastic Four and X-Men and how those are woven in. So they're smart. They know their shit. We're getting some great stuff. And the next year to year and a half of movies, it's going to blow our minds. I know it will.
0: I can't. I, I'm i so excited. I just have goosebumps after you said that. I agree. I It's literally going to blow everyone's mind. Um, okay. Before we really get into Loki and we are going to play a little trivia. What, like, I want to know who is your favorite marvel character across all timelines across all variants favorite marvel character and Cole, we'll start with you
2: my favorite marvel character would probably just be peter parker spider-man yeah i mean i started read. i mean my dad collected spider-man comics when i was like younger and i used to read them and not know a damn thing i was reading but damn did i love it and I watched the movies like the original uh, original trilogy by Sam Raimi and I know the lines each line from that movie. Can you I do can...
0: the emo emo Spider-Man dance? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: that combined I did I not think... expect that reaction. <laughs> <laughs> that combined with Nickelback doing the song i
2: know a hero would save me yes
1: oh, oh it's so good like what a trip what an absolute trip to the early to mid2000s
0: um I like the learn to crawl uh song from the soundtrack can you teach me how to fi- i'm forgetting oh <laughs> i can what,
1: mo- what a what a moody ass time we all have in oh. the 2000s.
0: <laughs> my god those oh. are the, that, like
1: wearing sweatbands on our wrists, we're not athletes. No, <laughs> <laughs> we just smell like a hot topic.
0: Oh my god, hot to- I worked at PacSun. I was I was oh. a PacSun. I know. I and did the it. Cloud,
1: a- the cloud of cologne.
0: That oh, expired. I know. I still wear too much cologne because of that era. I still wear Abercrombie. Actually, that's Good like for my. You. I've not changed my cologne since I was like fourteen.
1: Well, it's your signature, scent.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's no point in changing now. No. That's
0: it. I'm going to die. Just like, douse me with like Fierce from Abercrombie at my funeral, please. Yeah, just
2: Take off possibly. that cap.
1: <laughs> Take off the spritz cap and just pour it.
0: Pour it right there. Right um, before
1: we bury you. Just. <laughs> 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 this is what he wanted. Oh, the funeral parlor, like, they have to have like the staff go through and spray it in the air. <laughs> no, no,
0: no. I got it taken care of. There's a candle. yes and like i i had the candle burning yesterday for my dinner party and like people walked in like it smells really good in here but no one can ever identify the scent out of context no one's like oh it smells like Abercrombie in here they're just like oh it smells really good i've smelled this before where is it from i'm like yes it's versace and like people literally don't know because it's obviously not a versace like scent in any way shape or form but some people are just thrown off and like i just quickly changed the conversation
1: so what in eighty years, when you finally pass away, maybe they should make prayer candles with your face,
0: saint,
1: uh, with that candle inside.
0: God, that would be incredible! Oh my God, man, you just took me back. I'm just now thinking of my abuela who used to have those saint candles all the time. That was big. Like Cubans, they pray to saints. That's a huge thing in our culture.
1: I have a Stevie Nicks one. <laughs>
0: Wait, but Madrox, who is your favorite character across the entire Marvel?
1: Yeah, we talked a little bit about my favorite character before on my previous episode Mm -hmm. was episode two of Falcon and the Way of Soldier. If anyone's interested in digging back in the archives, Um, it's Hercules. I love Hercules. I would simultaneously cry and get a boner if he shows up at Thor Love and Thunder. Um, Who would you want want to play him? Anyone with gigantic arms. <laughs> Maybe John Cena. Cena. That'd John be good. Cena could pull it off. I, I can't picture John Cena in my head. Hang on, let me Google him. Um, he's in the upcoming Suicide Squad
0: movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He's
1: Peacemaker. 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 Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. He would he would look.
1: They could put like a fake beard on him and it'd be fine.
2: Oh yeah, peacemaker. easily.
1: But my second favorite um, growing up was... And growing up, this was probably my favorite number one, aside from Gambit, was Human Torch. I just love Johnny Storm. Yeah.
0: so He was
1: great. He was young and hip and cool and cool powers. So how can you say no to flying and be able to turn things into an inferno? I'm looking at the, the same time. book club. So, if you're interested, <laughs> go ahead, pick up a copy, look up some Wikipedia articles, join us in August.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. No. I mean, I was just there were two things I was thinking about when you were talking about Johnny Storm. One of them being he was in the Marvel Two and One that yes. led up to the, yeah the one that led That's up to series. yeah it was so great it was one of my favorites and then. The best thing he did was not be in Spider-Man and his amazing friends because we got Firestar out of it. But I still would have liked him in there as like guest spot. But like the reasoning for that was so stupid. They were afraid that children were gonna light themselves on fire trying to be human torch. I was like, oh my God, so stupid. That actually
1: makes no sense at all, but (laughs) cool. Thanks critics.
0: Thanks critics. All right, let's get into Loki and this episode. And I know Kolau, I know you're a big fan of ranking. So I have another ranking Ooh. for you guys because we saw so many variants in this episode. I want you guys to rank the variants, Sylvie, older Loki, boastful Loki, kid Loki, alligator Loki, and president Loki. <laughs> Sorry. That's a lot.
2: That is a lot. <laughs> Well, I will just go out and say it right now. Number one, classic Loki is probably my favorite. Richard E. Grant in that role in that episode totally stole stole the show. Holy crap! Him building up Asgard yeah. to distract the, uh, Elioth or what? That what? I think it's like it's Elioth, right, or something like yes. that. Yes. Oh my yep. goodness glorious purpose i was like hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) and his story though which i thought was really emotional though like because like he escaped thanos uh like with like during that infinity war in his uh timeline and stuff and he said he just lived in isolation forever and i'm like that's sad (laughs) Yeah. Like when he finally like when he finally like said because he said he like finally just decided to get out the tva went and snatched him i'm like that's terrible man i'm sorry but plus he sold that costume beautifully oh my god
0: richard e grant looked amazing in that costume there was nothing goofy or anything
2: off about it like it was bright beautiful with big horns
0: yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, that that Kermit collar is probably second only to Ruth Bader Ginsburg's collar in terms of the Hall of Fame and iconic collars of the world.
0: <laughs> That's incredible. I can't believe you just said that.
1: I said it. I I planted my flag. So anyone who wants to fight me, you'll hear my details at the end of this episode. <laughs>
0: So are you on the same page with Colel that I absolutely classic am Classic Loki's number one? Classic Loki. You okay. can't not
1: choose him for this episode as number. Okay. One.
0: I my number one is my number one is alligator Loki. I mean, I already said it. I loved alligator Loki. I love how like nefarious and mischievous he was. He just felt <laughs> like the complete like id of Loki just running around doing what he wants and i like that it was kind of like i mean we did see frog thor in this but i like that we we're seeing that they can turn into animals and that was just a nice callback
2: pet avengers pet avengers
0: <laughs> oh my god Dude, you're on fire today with all these ideas kevin feige i know kevin feige listens to this podcast
2: so oh, yeah. okay. every day like he every has day notifications on his phone he's like hell yeah Day Spring. <laughs>
0: He's like Power of Vaxman, my favorite. I'm going to stop. One, I'm. My- I'm sorry, Scarjo. <laughs> we can't meet today because we're listening to Power of Vaxman. But uh, who's number? Let's do like top three because we can top go three. through a list. But who would be number two for you guys?
2: Kid Loki was great. Okay. Um, the reason I liked Kid Loki too, he killed Thor. Yeah, he did. Like I was like, damn, hey, yeah, he, was a he was about it. Hell yeah! And he was sitting on his throne, just drinking a juice box. I mean, what's more badass than that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I've got to hit up that juicy juice. <laughs> <laughs> is he
0: um, number two as well, Madrox?
1: Uh, number two for me is probably Alligator Loki. He has, a yes. lot of, you know, he is a, a Loki of few words. Mm-hmm. When he speak, he has a very powerful bite.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh powerful he's all bite no bark absolutely (laughs) uh number two for me would be sylvie i thought sylvie has finally grown on me she really shined in this episode i love that she can enchant people i was not sold on her from her first you know appearance to the episode that followed afterwards i thought she was kind of weak but then last well i'm sorry two episodes ago and then this episode i was like yeah i'm sold like I, I like her quite a bit. And I love that Loki falling in love with another Loki is what causes this seismic shift in the timeline <laughs> and was able to save them from doom. So I love the messaging with that. And I think Sophia Martino has really grown on me. So um, I'm giving her my number two. What about number three for you Madrox? Who's number three?
1: Number three, I think, for pure Loki-ness is boastful Loki. Yes. He, he is a shit. So um, I think he has the qualities we look for in a Loki. Kid Loki is close to being my number three because he disrupts everything. Somehow he killed Thor, which yeah. was Kid Thor, I'm guessing. They were growing up together. He murdered him. <laughs> Both Loki, <laughs> I Good think summarize of it. <laughs> Both the Loki is someone who has taken his circumstances in this terrible netherworld, other world, alternate world and
0: battle made- world.
1: Yeah, this battle world and has uh, basically made it his own. He's like, "All right, I was pruned, I'm still going to be me." I'm still gonna do the same old shit. I'm just gonna pretend to not be that Loki anymore. So boastful Loki, so uh, cocky Loki will always be near the top of my list.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. All right. Good. Good. Colel. Um. Probably alligator Loki. I I love that they brought in alligator Loki because I mean every what's uh, is it Throg? Is that his name? Yeah. The frog Thor. Mm -hmm. Um, they're always like, we got to see frog in this. Um, I didn't know if there... Is there like an animal version of Loki in the comics? Like, is there an alligator Loki or anything? I
0: don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Here, let me do a quick Google. Loki as an animal comics. (laughs) But... um, Oh, sorry. No, go.
2: go. I was just going to say, it was... I loved how... Um they uh had him in the show and just um when um uh, uh was it classic Loki when he uh made like another uh, uh like uh not other versions, but like when they're all fighting, he made like duplicates of them and just kinda threw alligator Loki at them <laughs> which I thought was perfect and of uh, and I died laughing when he bit uh President President Loki's handoff. Ends. Oh my God, that was hysterical. That scream, though, was pure greatness.
0: <laughs> so number three for me would be President Loki, just because I love the comics callback. I thought Tom Hiddleston did a great job. It it was a fun way. I, I don't think he's going to play a larger role other than what we saw. And I just thought it was a fun way to do like a homage like that.
1: And seeing Throg... In a jar gave me major ET vibes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just with the amphibian in a jar, I I hope that there's no cotton ball that's trying to
0: kill him in there. <laughs> oh man! It did. Did Chris Hemsworth perform the the grunt or the sound effect for him? Heard he did. He did. Okay, I meant to Google that, but I didn't. There was another one I wanted to Google, but I'm not going to give spoilers for, for a certain movie that just landed. But I was curious if that was someone's voice in there too. And I never did, but so it was Chris Hemsworth. It was. All right. Good. I love that. Um, all right. Let's do some trivia really quickly before we get into our overall feels for the episode. So I'm going to ask you guys a question and to shout out the answer is Hela Thor and Loki's sister in the comics. No, that's true that's Angela. It's Angela who came from the spawn universe,
2: yeah, oh yeah, that's right,
0: wow, yeah, I need to get I,
2: caught up <laughs> i'm I'm curious how
0: the the process was to have Hella become Thor and Loki's sister for the movie, like I get it, but like why not use Angela, but like it's fine, like Ella was perfect, but. I'm just curious what the scripting process was because we know Marvel writes multiple scripts and they can go either way with characters. I believe they've done that with Ant-Man um, and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, where one script version is, this is all rumors, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. One is specifically geared towards Kang and the other is specifically geared towards introducing the Fantastic Four. So I'm curious if maybe this was just an amalgamation of multiple scripts that had been floating around, but. Um, yeah, it was an interesting choice. I was thrown off when I saw it because I was like, that's supposed to be Angela. And the character is so much like Angela.
1: Yes. Know? And Kate Blanchett, I did not expect that
2: um, she was flawless in that role. She kicked ass in that role. Oh. Like, so cynical. And I loved it. Oh my god.
0: I mean, her headpiece. I mean, she pulled off that headpiece so fucking well.
1: And right. I think she's probably one of the only actresses that could pull off that headpiece. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. She's got swag. Yeah, she's she a does. Major
0: swag. Okay, next one. What was Thor's original secret identity in the comics? Was it
2: Donald Blake.
0: Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Right there. Absolutely. All right, next one. True or false? Loki is a frost giant true that is true Mm, yes I I
1: would say false because he's half a frost giant
0: look at that with that deep cut right there someone knows her comic book history
1: I do I mean I was a Scandinavian studies major I got (laughs) we did watch a lot of ABBA music videos and I read some Thor comics
0: Okay, well, y'all do sabes. Watch out, watch out. Um, this next one, there's only one right answer. True or false, Thunderstrike is the best Thor stand-in ever. The answer is true. It's just true. true. It's true. just true. Actually,
1: hold on one second. Make some conversation. I'll be right back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Have you got into Thunderstrike before,
2: Cole? I, I don't think so.
0: Okay, you're going to love him, especially in like the um the the comics he's in during the 90s it's so good it's it's so good yeah there's seen Marvel that Legends. before
2: okay yes i have seen that before what a hunk
0: yeah <laughs> well i love i love the face and everything and i he is uh... one of my he was my thor growing up like that was the thor that was in the comics when i started reading so look I,
1: at how 90s this figure is there's just there's a needless brown vest
0: I have him somewhere around here. I have like, I'm in disarray here. I'm not going to look for him, but he's there. But yes, true is the only right answer for that. Thunderstrike is the best Thor stand-in ever. If you can't have Thor, you have to have Thunderstrike is all I'm (laughs) going to say. Um, So let's dive into this episode and our general feels for it. This was episode five of Loki called Journey into Mystery, which is obviously a callback to the series uh, where Loki and Thor first appeared in. Actually, I think Loki appeared in Venus number six in 1949, but modern Thor, the Thor we know today and love, it was that Journey into Mystery series that debuted in the 60s that sort of uh, gave his rise. So that was such
1: you... a fun callback with I an know.
0: episode title. And it because they really are Journey into Mystery. It was great. I have no qualms with it. This is another reason why Loki ranks number two in my Disney Plus shows. (laughs) But um, I'm curious, what did you fellas think?
1: I think that it was a very good second to last episode. Mm -hmm. It set up a lot. I think it set up a lot in terms of where we could apply our clown makeup and think of how this is going to end and be totally wrong about it. And it was very fun to see the variants interact with one another and how that dynamic played out before Prime Loki ever showed up. That they found each other and they have this bunker with a bowling alley. I mean, it's entirely random and it was a fun journey to see.
2: Oh, was it a fun journey to see?
1: We just saw these characters revealed in a mid-credit scene last episode and yet they developed them pretty well, that we actually cared we were invested in who they were by the end of this episode. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. I mean, they did a lot with these characters that were just one-offs. Obviously, Kid Loki is a herald for hopefully something bigger coming in the I really season. hope so. Young Avengers has to be coming.
2: It's got to be coming. I mean, we got uh, Billy. We got uh, Kate Bishop's going to be in Hawkeye right
0: yeah Kate yep. Bishop is in Hawkeye we got Billy and we got Speed and then we got Cassie and Ant-Man 3, Ant-Man and the Wasp 3 and I think Iron Heart will take the place of Iron Lad but regardless we do have mm-hmm. Kang coming so yeah the pieces are there I think we only need um, Hulkling to be officially introduced and we had Iron Patriot in Falcon and the Winter Soldier and it'd I, be great to
2: have Marvel Boy too. <laughs>
0: yeah, Marvel Boy as well.
2: That'd so let's awesome. see where it
0: goes. What, Cola, what did you think of this episode?
2: To be honest, when I first watched it, it didn't fully land with me, to be honest with you. Okay. And not saying it was a bad episode. I mean, I enjoyed watching it, but it just felt like it was just something to tide us over until it was over or like until the finale comes in and stuff. Because it, I didn't feel like a lot happened, but it was. Fun to watch the variants interact with one another. Um, And I thought they were great by giving us, I mean, like I said, with a classic Loki, like he gave us some emotional story and he was only in it for like 20 minutes. And yeah, I, it just didn't land with me as well as I thought it would. Yeah. It's,
0: you know, it's, it's an interesting episode for some people I really enjoyed it. To me, Loki was sort of like a slow burn up. And now that we're there, I'm kind of like really into it. I think what I really responded well to was just like the pure comic bookness of this episode. Yeah. And the attention to detail they did with the Easter eggs, like the Thanos copter, you know, crashed in the background. That for me, I was so excited to see things like that. Uh, I say Frog Thor, but Throg there as well. And I'm forgetting what numbers he had on his, let me Google it really quickly. Uh, he had on his jar, but it was the issue that he first appeared in T365. So Thor issue number 365 was when um, Loki turned him into a frog. I just think it was just so wonderf- wonderfully done and felt very MCU, but at the same time was very unsafe and it wasn't afraid to like call in a lot of questions or make the viewers, you know, think a little bit. I was thrown off with the void because initially I thought it was the Sentry void. So, Elioth, and uh, that's ripped directly from the comic book. And, you know, it has ties to Kang and Renslayer as well. So, I'm really glad they respected that continuity.
2: What a name, though, Renslayer. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> what that's do you? Great. What do you guys think is going to be on the other end of this?
0: Like, who do you think Loki is going to encounter? Who do we think the the puppet master of
2: the time variance is? It I feel like I, everyone, like King's the new F- Mephisto for this, I think. But it's got to be another Loki. I think yeah. it's King Loki. Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
0: Mr. Scott Free said that in last week's episode. I never knew King Loki existed, but I agree organically that's i don't think it's going to be king
2: well i feel like it like because what i think what this show is really um like the message here is just finding out who you are or discovering yourself and everything and i feel like if it was king i feel like that would just ruin the whole point of the show and just kind of throw it out the window you know
0: yeah that actually is a really I'm glad you just said that because I've asked everyone on this podcast what they think Loki is about ultimately. And I was like, well, it just kind of has to like play out before, but I think it is about self-discovery and confronting yourself. What do you think, Daryl? Matt. I think some. so. Daryl. It,
1: <laughs> it it's six episodes of a journey to find oneself. Mm-hmm. And we saw that when he was able to see what happened to the other Loki, the Loki that we have grown to know within Uh the MCU and was ultimately killed by Thanos. He was able to see that he had a redemptive arc and it's something I believe that this Loki aspires to and I think ultimately will achieve and they've confirmed, has there been a soft confirm for a season two of this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I well, think it's a secret not, now. So we may not see the full redemption with the last episode. I think in this episode, we really saw that he is working hard towards that, though.
0: Yeah, this is a really interesting approach and I'm curious how they're going to do it because in theory they can do a season two of Loki and it would be within the same vein. I'm not saying they are. I'm not saying they're not They're not afraid to sh- change things or he won't be in the movies. But like with Wanda, when you think of a season two, it's like, well, how's that going to work? Because she's going to be in the movies, She's going to be radically different. She's going to be on the board same with Falcon, or excuse me Captain America and Winter Soldier, they're on the board too. They're going to have so if they do a season 2 it's going to have to be something vastly different. I think uh Captain America and Winter Soldier could do a season 2 because you just have them have their one-off adventures and you know similarly with Wanda of course. But I think Loki organically you can do a season 2 because he's now in his own little corner presumably in his own little corner. But we'll see where it goes. I I I I definitely have enjoyed this. I will watch a season two if it happens. There's nothing with Loki so far that I haven't liked. You know, I I thought it was a slow burn at first, but now I'm just like, yeah, I'm into it.
1: Yeah, they've been about building this pocket universe Mm -hmm. where no matter what happens, it won't really impact the main MCU timeline unless they feel like it. And they can play around and have this sort of as their experimental lab to do really wonky things. And at the end, maybe at the end of season two, then they sort of graft it onto the main MCU timeline.
0: Wouldn't it be really interesting if it ends with Loki becoming sort of like the timekeeper like, whoever he meets, he murders or whatever. And he becomes the timekeeper. And now he's overseeing everything. And they put him in a position like that. So when they get to Secret Wars, they have to confront Loki.
1: And now the Chuck E. Cheese characters that
0: cut <laughs> off. I, you know what? I'm glad they did that. And I think, you yes, know, sir. the Wizard of Oz idea was there since the beginning you know, when they were talking about the timekeepers, it's like, oh, that's going to be a Wizard of Oz thing where you peek behind the curtain and like, oops, it's just like an animatronic. They literally did that though. I, I was talking more when I said it more symbolically, but like, wow, they really went there. So, you know, they build a good mystery. I'm glad Kevin Feige isn't afraid to do things
2: and we'll see where it goes. Even though I didn't say, I said, it didn't really land with me. I do appreciate all the Easter eggs were in it. Like the, Thanos copter was cool. I think there was a yellow jacket helmet yeah. there. Thanos. Um, Thanos ship, which was really cool. The Avengers tower in the background. Avengers tower is saying, and spelled out in like a, what did it say? Kang or something.
0: <laughs> did it? Hang on. Let me, let me look at it's it. At it said like-
2: Mephisto.
0: <laughs> 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 There's Mephisto. Let me just see the Avengers tower there. Um, but yeah, no. I thought there was a lot of attention to detail. They didn't have to. I think Marvel probably learned from
2: what does it say there? I can't make out what it sounds. It's like a Q E N G, yeah. I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Probably on. just something to mess with this.
0: <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm looking at a BuzzFeed article. Hang on, let it load. It says, um, I feel like I don't have to mention it again, but here goes. Kang the Conqueror is set to make his appearance in Ant-Man: and The Wasp Quantumania. So yeah, that could be a reference to quantum mania right there. Absolutely. So yeah, I just, appreciate the, the attention to details. Honestly, for me, like, I just want to get to the finale at this point. This is a penultimate episode. We're gearing up towards the finale. Let's
2: do it. Yeah. yeah. I think the finale is going to, I think it's going to, uh, land not land really well but i think it's going to be a good episode altogether because it's building up to all this uh mystery we don't know who is really behind the tva and um i think it's it's going to be great especially with loki the like the um uh, the main character loki like with him um struggling to struggling with who he really is and just wanting to like i guess be a good person i guess you know yeah. I mean
0: or learning to love himself quite literally yeah. learning to love himself and I I think that is a huge theme. I I'm curious like if some of the character development we've seen with him has just been him trying to play the field when he told Mobius like yeah I'm a weak, you know, person because I'm so hateful and that's what hateful people do, they make others feel bad about themselves. And you know, I don't enjoy hurting people. I wonder if that was a genuine revelation Or if he was just playing Mobius in that scene, from what we've seen so far, it was genuine. But again, it's Loki. He's very nefarious. He always has an ace up his sleeve. You know, has he been trying to get to this timekeeper, you know, or whoever, let's say Oz, like this entire time so he can achieve his ultimate goal? And will he betray the people around him? I don't know. I don't think so because he's supposed to be the hero of the story. But I'm definitely curious what they're going to, how they're going to end the series. Hopefully it's going to be a very big ending.
1: Do you think that they're going to bring in any special guest stars? Because I know we've been talking about it Mm -hmm. the entire time. Do you think they're going to bring in Hemsworth um, or our favorite person who has been holed up in his house, the entire pandemic, Anthony Hopkins?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know if we're going to get Hemsworth. I, you know, I have feels on who should have had cameos and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, let's see. I, I think we do need a Hemsworth. We got Sif. I, I was glad we got Sif. Me uh, too. I, I would love to see that. Valkyrie. Was a nice surprise too. I thought. Oh like, yeah, Jamie Alexander. Like, yeah, welcome back, Jamie Alexander. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I would love to see King Valkyrie.
1: Yes. That'd be so. Yes. Cool. I didn't even think of that until you mentioned it.
0: I know. That's why I'm here. I'm good for <laughs> something <laughs> in between my hangover. <laughs> like, <laughs> like little strokes of geniuses here and there. Um, all right. Well, Madrox, do you want to open up your toy this Shatterstar? Yes. So last time. And me and Kolal can just throw.
1: I did have Richter. Richter is still open and he still has his vibrating action. And like any vibrating hunk. He does need to So I have right here the original uh, Toy Biz X4 Shatterstar.
0: And that's to, the second one that was
1: released. Yeah. And it, it even says second edition. Oh, there you go. I nice. I mean, some people search for the first edition. I have the second.
0: Do do they mention the artist's name on the for the packaging? I don't think they do. Can you hold it? Let me see if I can recognize it. I miss this old school pa- ca- packaging. We get the retro. Yeah. We get the retro uh, cards for Marvel Legends and they look great. But there's something about the original Toy Biz, you know, five inch. I was talking about it with Blainer. things. He was here like it was a glory period. For, it really was. Yeah. Um, actually, wait, before you open it up, let's take our screen grab. Because I think that looks beautiful on camera. Um, and let me get something. Let me get a prop or something. God, I don't even have a Thor thing here. I, I've been using my Infinity Gauntlet, but I'm getting kind of tired of using it. Oh, but I'll use it. I'll use the Infinity Gauntlet, as always. Um, yeah, grab Loki. Grab Loki. Yeah. All right, right there. Oh, that's good. All right. Perfect. All right, now you can open it.
1: Alright, we're opening up Shatterstar. He is advertised as having dual sword slashing. Um,
0: <laughs> sure,
1: this one sure. is not bloody in his underwear, as we saw at the Hellfire Gala. So, uh, opening him up, he uh, is full 90s realness, which means toxic masculinity with the musculature. No one can achieve this, but action figures... The swords actually fit into... He has holes. He doesn't even have a grippy hand. He has holes where you can just slide it on in because he needs to be able to murder quickly. He does this.
0: I remember. I'm getting
1: like the flashbacks now. So uh, we lock it into place. We press the button. Oh, (laughs) it's dead. Someone's dead. And he didn't even cut his ponytail. He's oh so- his
2: pony.
0: His high I love that he has a high pony. Look at that high pony.
2: That is magnificent. He's yeah, ready I mean,
0: to like defeat people and speak to a manager.
1: Absolutely. At your local department store.
0: Yeah. <laughs> JC Penny, apparently. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, what was the other one you grew up in?
1: Uh Dayton's. 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 Oh, by the way, there is an extra card here. Oh, it's Danny. Oh, it is Danny, and that's a—is fl- that Flear Ultra? It is ninety-four Flear Ultra, yeah. Danny, aka Mirage, and she's looking like a smoke show.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, I love oh. that era so much. God, I remember that car. I think I have it somewhere here still. I, I, I had my original ones. Here. I have my original ones back home in Miami, but I didn't bring them because I went to LA after. Miami, but I had every intention of getting a rental car and loading up all my geek stuff and bringing it back to New York. But I was like, mm, let's go to LA instead. <laughs> all right, Daryl, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Um, Colal, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I've been wanting to do something like this for months, and I'm so glad I was finally able to do this for the first time. I had a lot of fun.
0: Wait, is this your first podcast ever?
2: Besides doing an assignment for school, yes, this is my very first podcast.
0: Well, welcome, welcome. Um, something tells me you're going to be like really naturally prodigious at it, but maybe that's <laughs> something we can tease another day too. But um, guys, where can the folks at home connect with you guys? Why don't we start with you, Madrox?
1: You can find me on Instagram at Mac on Fleetwood. It's like Fleetwood Mac, but Mac on Fleetwood. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and what about you, Cola? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at coldaniel99
0: alright guys as always I'm the Uncanny Dayspring signing off